Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host Kushal Mehra. Alright, today is uh, the beginning of the first kind of its, uh, uh, first of its kind podcast, which is going to be uh, a series which I'm going to be calling uh, The Culture of India. So I'll just give you guys a brief background about why I decided to do this. So it all started with the podcast that I did on Jammu, where I was like, you know, everybody talks about Kashmir, nobody talks about Jammu. And then as I was discussing Jammu, you know, once the podcast ended and the response was kind of interesting, people were very positive about it. I just told myself, hang on, you know, India is the one thing amazing about India is that it is multilingual. And it is the most plural country you can find on planet Earth. And when it comes to diversity, nobody beats India. And then I was like, man, we should have a series of podcasts on Indian culture, Indian diversity, the beauty of India. And then I was like, you know what? I am a son of the soil of Maharashtra. I am born and raised in Maharashtra. My father was born and raised in Maharashtra. So what better way to start this series called The Culture of India then by giving it a tribute, you know, to my state of Maharashtra. Now you might say, Kushal, you're a Punjabi. No, 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 no. I am born and raised in Maharashtra. I am a son of Maharashtra. I love Punjab. I have my ethnicity from that part of the country, but this is my home. So, you know, I, then I was like, Kin se baat karu? and then I was consistently looking at the work of Kaushal and, uh, uh, you know, I'm so happy that when I re- approached, you know, reached out to Kaushal and I told him, yeah, Kaushal, please come and let us talk about Marathi Asmita too. And he said, so here we, uh, here we go, Kaushal, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. Pleasure, pleasure. I, I was hoping to come to your podcast. I follow it so regularly and I'm amazed at the... Uh, variety of subjects that you take up and you are well read in almost so uh, uh, glad to be on your show Kushal it's really wonderful to be here so Kushal how about this we start like this uh, why yeah. don't you tell everybody a bit about yourself first okay uh, I am uh, I am a music composer working in mostly Marathi music now I I I compose music for films, largely. There was a time when I used to compose a lot of music for uh, television. And so uh, the first daily soap on television was Shanti, if you remember. All the people of 90s will remember Shanti. It was, uh, so I composed music for 500 episodes of Shanti, got tired, then decided to concentrate only on films. So I worked a lot on uh, advertising, but uh, automatically you can say that I deviated more towards Marathi music. Uh, Bollywood was always an option, but it was an option that I avoided by choice. So no, the reason is that you, when I was when I came into Marathi films uh, or Marathi music, this Marathi films were getting, uh, you know, they were expanding their horizons. So, uh, Shwas came in 1999 or yeah, 1999, and I started doing music for films in 2000. Okay. So, uh, and the first film that so this uh, 
you know the marathi uh, film industry was actually uh, getting freer by 2000 and i this was a place that would give me more scope to uh, do some better work and some uh, in a way uh, some offbeat work that the hindi film industry at least the mainstream industry does not allow you to do that you it's like uh, it's it's like indulging in monoculture mm-hmm. if you do in hindi films the music in hindi films so uh, it's like kisi ke bhi ghar jao basmati milta so there are other varieties and you can and this this was uh, one thing that you know naturally attracted me to marathi not just because it was my own language mm-hmm. say if i was in karnataka maybe i would have done kannada films mm. you know this in spite of my whatever would be my mother tongue because and marathi people were telling better stories actually in film so i got deviated to marathi uh i did a lot of theater when i was in college and i was in ruparel and when uh, uh, i i started doing theater there were a lot of good people so chetan dathar was a playwright with uh, who mentored us and he mentored me so i used to write plays in college i continued writing till i was out of college i wrote for some television shows i assisted uh, the great lake tandon who was a fantastic filmmaker and uh, for some time i so i i used to write but then i decided that writing was not my cup of tea simply for the uh, reason actually there were two reasons one was that uh, it's a demanding profession you have to write and you have to sit at one place and do the job mhm and secondly uh, i found later that music came naturally to me and i did not have to take the pains of sitting in a uh, place and writing so writing i kept as a hobby because i needed some pleasure out of it you know otherwise writing for television can be torturous because you have to give the episode on that day then if uh, a certain actor is not there you have to avoid his scenes and write for the actors who are there so it's sort of a it's sort of a very hard commercial job which did not suit my personality which is basically like a disical so <laughs> <laughs> you know so i have a question so this is yeah. this is actually you're a perfect question a person to answer this so when you're writing for say bollywood or popular hindi cinema vis-a-vis yeah. you're working for marathi cinema or marathi shows so what yeah. is the exact difference from the point of view of the demands of an artist like it doesn't matter if you are doing it uh, doing your work as a lyricist or a playwright writer or a songwriter or whatever but what do they demand from you so how how does marathi cinema differ from say bollywood okay uh it uh, marathi cinema it's it's a uh, it's a more closed world 
Okay, it's a more intimate world. Everybody knows everybody else. Even the music composers amongst them don't have that competitive spirit. It's more like you know fraternal feeling. So because everybody has his or her own place in the ecosystem, and there is a lot of room for new thought. So even if new people come in, they are always so. You'll see that, for example, Audhud Gupte, uh, maybe my competitor, but he sings a lot for me. You know, so there there are people who are in competition at the same time they are working together. You know, so uh, so that fraternal feeling is there. As far as demand is concerned. the demands are the same anywhere you go even in hindi or but uh, the way the demands are uh, communicated and the way they are met that culture is different so i have i have not worked a lot in hindi films so i have done one hindi film and i have worked a lot in hindi television industry television in industry is basically very similar because it's not the directors who call the shots it's the television channel which calls the shots true yeah so uh, they they are the ones who will tell you what to do what not to do and uh, so that there, there is hardly any difference of culture between marathi television and uh, hindi television work culture but in marathi films they they there is an essentially different type of storytelling in marathi films it's actually more complex you know the way marathi people are actually and you see the audience also they they don't take basically uh, they, they don't want to have idols like uh, tamil cinema or hindi cinema So okay are, this is interesting expand on that expand on this i want to understand this now there are no superstars mhm okay there are no larger than life personas okay ritesh deshmukh actually tried it, it worked also uh, he did a film called maudi and before that uh, lai bhari so but that that the whole format of storytelling was uh, you know borrowed from hindi films so uh, that that persona if you have seen see it's i think it's a psyche of marathi people they don't like smarter people <laughs> they don't like people who are smarter than them so you see the heroes of marathi films they are they are always the underdog interesting okay it's always you see dada kon ke mm mm-hmm. he is a funny underdogs the villain will be always smarter than him mhm it continued in the 80s till lakshmikant bedde ashok saraf played uh, the heroes so the hero is funny mostly unintentionally uh, he is he is the underdog he is bumbling he doesn't have self confidence marathi people sympathize you know with that it carried till uh, late 2000 where uh, bharat uh, jadhav and makarandana spuri played the lead role 
essentially it was the extension of uh, lakshmikanth berde ashok saraf type of films which were comedies and but somewhere in 2000 some serious uh, uh, films also started mm -hmm. you know so, so uh, that was the chain even in those films the hero will be uh, a personality which is relatable not not a personality which is uh, removed from reality is larger than life so uh, marathi people essentially because i think of a lot of theater culture don't need that catharsis of you know somebody else going to try and uh, abolish injustice abolish corruption it because everybody is is a warrior in that sense you know no, they, they so will i just have a question for that then how do you uh, mix this because see if somebody was to talk about the quintessential hind indian hero if you ask yeah. me it is shivaji maharaj the, yeah. he is the quintessential he is not just a hero of maharashtra he is yeah. the hero of india he is the Correct. only indian who won <laughs> इंक्लूडिंग मराठी पीपल most yeah. especially marathi people yeah, yeah. but then they will have no, have nothing less than that okay so that is one side of it and because shivaji maharaj is a hero we everybody feels he is shivaji so nobody is ready to be the sidekick ah got it <laughs> okay so sab shivaji hai aur maula koi nahi banega and and you know it's it's a funny thing if you're born and raised in mumbai there is this sly that we crack on everyone na they're like ha bhai tu shivaji tu shivaji karte hai tu shivaji ha <laughs> so actually uh, that you know it's like ha having mumbai as the capital of maharashtra is boon in a lot of senses but it's also a a, a curse for marathi people in many ways because it's a boy uh, it's a melting pot of cultures and so it's it extremely difficult to it's the same thing about you know shivaji uh, or the quintessential heroes of you know if they one thing is they won't have anything less than shivaji for them after chhatrapati shivaji there there is no hero then That's then after that point then everybody shivaji and nobody else so it played in a you know it it has actually uh, it it's an inspiration also having chatrapati shivaji as a hero and the downside of it is that everybody wants to be chatrapati shivaji and nobody wants to be anything else So so let's get into now a little bit of other facets of Marathi culture. So whenever we you know we talk about 
Marathi culture, we have to talk about the, you know, the great ports of Maharashtra, you know, whether it's Santa Dhaneshwar, Santa Namdev, you know, there's so many Santa Chakradhar, Muktabai, Janabai, Nivrutinath. Right. I mean, the, the list is endless. But if I was to tell you, uh, if somebody came and they knew nothing about Maharashtra or Mar- Marathi culture, and they yeah. came and told you that uh, Kaushal, tell us a journey of Marathi literature. So how would you narrate that to them, say? Okay. Uh, see, uh, the uh, earlier uh, the the earliest uh, this was found in Shravan Belgora. The earliest proof of Marathi, the existence of Marathi language was found in Shravan Belgora. So the earliest proof of Marathi language was found in Shravan Belgora. It was on a stone tablet. Okay. Uh, now, uh, uh, that, that Marathi is not the Marathi that we speak today. Okay. So it's changed a lot. So there were uh, the earlier literature like Lila Charitra, and then, of course, when Gnaneshwar wrote Bhavartha Deepika or the Gnaneshwari, that that was the so the language was being spoken, and uh, you know he brought the Bhagavad Gita in Prakrit, that is in Marathi. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's also different. Today, if you read Dhaneshwari, uh, it's not possible for any uh, ordinary Marathi-speaking person to understand it. Lot of words are different. The, uh, the syntax is different, and uh, it's got a you know that Maharashtri Prakrit. Uh, influence also so, so so could you give me an example of let's say a few words that maybe an average marathi speaker would not know or or, or are there any particular bhavarths there okay so uh, uh, i don't uh, offhand i won't remember but uh, so no no that's okay I, you can read I, it I, but i i want to understand yeah. this because uh, yeah. because that the main part for the viewers is that they should understand what are these differences how does the language uh, you know journey yeah, right. happen so uh, uh, this uh, even before the gnaneshwari uh, we had this mahadambe sa dhavla so chakradhar swami and uh, his disciple was Mahadamba. And uh, she had uh, written this songs, sort of something like a song, but not totally in, uh, yeah. So let me see if I can find it, just a moment. So if you read especially the syntax, then you you will find that it's uh, you can't understand it at all. Okay, just just keep that. Zach, I'll give you a parallel. So a lot of people say, you know, 
yeah. you should read the rigveda you should read the rigveda like people don't understand how language traverses so i'll just give to give the users a perspective about how language changes so yeah. the the rigveda is divided into two parts there are the old books which are the family books and then there are the new books right now in the yeah. old books the word for night right so yeah. now everybody yeah. if, if you were to ask everyone a word for night everybody will go and say ratri yeah. but lo and behold in the um uh, you know the old books had no word called ratri the word in the old books for night was nakt now look at the similarity rigveda the word for night was nakt so when the language changes this is how the journey happens so so i was just fascinated that if this has happened in the case of marathi so i don't right. know what so i don't know what uh, proto marathi must be because obviously marathi must have come out of a proto language you know which was the base level variation from which the yeah. the language comes up but let's say yeah. like i give you this example like uh, the word for night in the old rigveda was nakt and the, that word was completely lost by the time the new rigveda came in the all bhagavad right. gita came in the other vedas right. came in the word was ratri and uh, you know all the people were uh, you know using the word ratri so so are there any similar changes that have happened in marathi language too yeah for example this uh, you know words have changed for example uh, this uh, you know i was talking about this uh, uh, slate which was found in uh, shravan belgora it had the uh, inscription which went as shri chamundarai karaviyale shri gangarai suttale karaviyale mm-hmm. okay now karaviyale is something that i can identify the word but suttale i can't okay and uh, then there was this this mahadambe sadhoda that was i was telling ki shri chakradhara se siri dhari dharoniya shri charana magadhavali gainu govindu rana so uh, now govindu became govind okay okay pavije paramagati bhimaki kuli rukmini kela avataru rupe chaturye tie jitiela samsaru now this word dhavla itself is no longer used so it's a word for a song okay so nobody is using that word anymore so lot of words which either change their form or they just uh, disappeared in the you know passage of time so that has happened the and the syntax was so different okay okay so you it's very difficult to read it also now so you can identify a word and then go back and then uh, you know by deductive logic you can uh, maybe come to a conclusion that this word must be meaning this or just go by the root of that word and then say but that from uh, the time of chakradhar and gnaneshwar this thing changed changed a lot the way uh, we understand marathi now so 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 this is my follow up question to that so so how much do you think the bhakti movement and the bhakti saints 
had a role in terms of uh, say the change of the language in the propagation of the language and the propagation of uh, marathi culture they had a lot of i think everything actually so dhaneshwar uh, himself thought that the uh, language the uh, knowledge and wisdom should be available to the common people in their own language so dhaneshwar is basically a commentary on the bhagavad gita mm-hmm. and in prakrit so that everybody could understand it so it did not remain the uh, property of only certain people who could understand sanskrit because mm-hmm. they had by that time they had uh, you know uh, the old brahmin community of that time they had monopolized the language okay so he said then we'll democratize this knowledge so the whole thing so they did not need to propagate the language differently they propagated uh, knowledge and they used mm-hmm. language as the vehicle because the language was already there now it works two ways once you have certain knowledge base in your own language then you tend to use it more and more in your daily life mm-hmm. okay that is what happened with people did not have to learn sanskrit to understand the bhagavad gita they could now do it in their own language so True. they did not he at that time they did not have to separately you know propagate the language because survival of language was not the crisis at that time the crisis at that time was monopolization of uh, knowledge and wisdom so so that that is very interesting so in a in a way and i think this is a trend you will find across india where in a way it is the regional languages that have saved hinduism which most people don't realize that uh, the 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 over rigidity of a certain class of people i'm not even going to say a certain caste of people uh, yeah. because it is very complex the sometimes the, the rigidity can fall in other castes also before people start brahmin bashing i'm not doing any brahmin bashing at this point of time so my my whole angle is that because of this uh, you know uh, kind of a monopolization that you know we are the bapoti and we are the gangotri of everything humse hi sara gyan niklega kind of a situation is created here you have regional languages coming up and you find this in southern india where southern indian languages suddenly flourish and the entire bhakti movement is what people don't realize is the bhakti movement did not happen in sanskrit primarily the bhakti movement happened in all local regional languages like, Every, yes. whether it's in southern india whether it's in uh, with kabir uh, yeah. whether it's with the sikh gurus whether it's in maharashtra whether it's in northeastern uh, uh, india whether it's every part of india the beauty is that the bhakti movement saved hinduism and it saved indian languages too right it did because see the whole thing is that if you monopolize certain type of knowledge what is the best way to do that to monopolize language you stop the uh, flow of language because your wisdom is going to flow in the language so if you make that language inaccessible to the masses 
then people won't you know get get through to the knowledge so what these saints did actually was they got that wisdom out of that knowledge, that language it's strange you know in ambedkar he propagated for sanskrit to be the national language of india now what he was attempting to do was actually democratize the language so everybody learns it the people started thinking of the language as the villain which was stopping them mm-hmm. the language was not stopping them the language did not commit any atrocity it's like you know i have seen you and uh, abhijit ayer mitra talking about twitter and all see it's like if if twitter and all is a platform the language was a platform exactly the knowledge so people made language a villain that was not the point and that was yeah. never the point of the saints also otherwise they would not have learned sanskrit and then brought that language exactly, exactly. That, yeah yeah that knowledge to them because they they thought that it had some value in it yes so uh, by the time uh, ambedkar uh, you know was keen to uh, propagate uh, for propagation of sanskrit also what he was attempting to do was bring the uh, bring the wisdom that is stored in that language to the people now unfortunately his own people did not understand what he was trying to do <laughs> so i'll i'll give you an example that happened recently on twitter sure. you know i posted some uh, uh, some bandish classical bandish okay so i was told by uh, some random uh, guy on twitter that you know this is this is your brahminical music <laughs> we have nothing to do with now this was so funny so i told him that i would have been angry with you if i had not been so overwhelmed with pity because this has nothing to do with being the, you know, the the property of brahmins in fact all classical music if you see the uh, propagators or the initiators of the gharanas mm-hmm. so uh, the kirana gharana was started by abdul karim khan sir yes. if uh, jaipur gharana was started by alladia khan sir agra gharana was started by fayyaz khan sir are these people brahmins people who turned uh, this upside down the you know the idioms of uh, classical music like kumar gandharva or mogubai kurudikar or uh, hirabai padodikar and those who really brought the classical music to the masses were the brahmins so making this anything about caste it's not a, it's not the question of caste and it's not a question of you know people lose the sight of whom to make the villain because they don't want to accept any responsibility and that is why languages were made the villain and it it still happens now 
now it happens with uh, the praman marathi and uh, uh, spoken dialects no 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 praman marathi is the language of brahmins the same thing history repeats itself because nobody listens you are not actually listening to uh, what the languages have done and you are shutting off knowledge because the only thing that a language is doing is bringing your culture to you bringing your knowledge to you it's it's a river in which culture and wisdom flow and so what so, the saints did was if the saraswati of uh, sanskrit was flowing and now it's you know that flow has somehow uh, dried up because only a few people control the trajectory they just change the trajectory to other languages and got that wisdom there so so you know i have always been fascinated by this that as far as uh, and this is a universal facet in in uh, in pan india especially you know uh, in in the bhakti period all over india all indian literature at least in in my knowledge and i am not an expert by any 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 way but i have noticed that whenever you look up literature in india you know most of it uh, when it comes to regional language literature is usually by the bhakti saints or something to do with spirituality or if we want to use the word religion loosely over here yeah. but if i was to ask you were there any i hate to use this word but i have to because i don't know which other word i'm supposed to any secular marathi literature from the past that has been mm-hmm. missed out totally that we should know of before because i want to have the second half all all about the current issues of maharashtra and marathi literature and marathi language but i still wanted to ask you is there anything from the realm of secular literature that we know marathi has been it has always been secular you know there is a uh, for example there is a quote by father stephen so he was a jesuit uh, priest and missionary and uh, his i i don't remember his quote but it's uh, he they, they, he has written in marathi and he has written uh, Uh, an ode to marathi actually so uh, they religion stopped getting acquainted with marathi for a long time because its marathi has always been uh, you know it has survived a lot of attacks also and uh, for, you know when shivaji's father was there shaji raje Uh, most of the uh, communication even on state and government level was happening in uh, uh, farsi it was shivaji maharaj for the first time he he wrote his uh, he made a marathi kosh for state use so he replaced the terms from farsi to marathi okay so that that was again nothing it that was a political use of language not nothing to do with religion 
Interesting. Okay. And uh, he said that if we have to rule, we have to rule in the local language, not in the language of the invaders. Okay. So he made a Marathi Kosh. Now, uh, Father Stephen was a Jesuit uh, priest who must have come from, I don't know if Goa, so he must have come from Portugal or something. But uh, he wrote, uh, this was in the uh, late 16th century or yeah, late 16th century. He wrote, uh, he wrote grammar of Kokni language, the Kokni dialect okay, of Marathi. And he wrote a, a book called Krista Puran. Okay. So all his uh, the tenets of Christianity were written in Marathi in early 16th century. Okay, this was just 300 years after Gnaneshwar. Interesting. Okay, so uh, now I, I don't know whether everybody reads it or it's open there. Uh, and it's in public domain, I know, because you, you don't really, you know, get to read all this uh, religious scriptures and not in Marathi. But for example, uh, people in Vasai, they are, they are Christians and their, their whole culture is rooted in Marathi language. So the Archbishop of Vasai Church, if I'm right in the nomenclature archbishop uh, we were together in one in a program where he said now this is not again secular literature but it is uh, it is different religions having literature in marathi okay now uh, this uh, this father told me that he was on the uh, uh, sort of the interfaith uh, committee of the Vatican. And he shared with me, he said that I met the Pope twice. And once I told him that the most beautiful prayer in any language is in Marathi and is written by Naneshwar. So, if you see the Christians of Vasai, they they like the Malayalis, you know, they even different religions, they'll have their literature in their own language. So, similarly in Maharashtra, it happened that they had a lot of literature of this Christians and even Muslims in Marathi. The secular literature, actually, I don't know where it must have started, but by the time when I was a child, most of the Marathi intellectuals were, um, you know, these classic liberals. So they had the, you can trace it back to Tilak and Agarkar. So Tilak was very much uh, a Hindutva person. Okay. But Agarkar or uh, even Gokhale, they had written 
literature which was basically quite secular in its uh, outlook agarkar was a classic secular uh, liberal all right so let, let me now let us go into the present because uh, i think this podcast was about marathi asmita and you actually run a an organization or a foundation called marathi yeah. asmita too now we yeah. uh, look i i would be doing a grave disservice if we don't talk about the problems that marathi bhasha uh, is facing now when we were having our offline discussion i remember you had and i want to read a few points that you had told me because you had written uh these points and 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 i got the shock of my life so so you told me most of the marathi media is owned by non marathi people also the historical conflict uh, uh, also you said that vodafone and airtel had a policy of not speaking in marathi till 2009 i got the shock of my life when you told me this yeah. this and that fm stations in mumbai started playing marathi songs only after a long struggle that you led from 2008 to 2010 culminating in the song marathi abhiman geet now tell me the story of marathi abhiman geet kaushal okay that's an interesting story okay so like we you know when we uh, studied history we learned that every every incident has a root cause and an immediate cause right so let me talk about the root cause first let me tell you i was educated in english i was educated in the english medium although uh, our school in dadar was you know even the english teachers used to teach english and marathi only so the language was uh, so uh, even if uh, the uh, language the medium of instruction was in supposed to be in english our whole whole ethos was pretty much marathi but what happened because of that was that we weren't introduced properly either to marathi literature or to english literature in our school days but because of my father who was who is very a very well read person and has the you know he had a good sense to collect a huge library for himself and buy a lot of books in all languages english hindi marathi so i could lay my hands on english literature and then for two years i was in a english medium school in panjgani which was a totally cosmopolitan affair when i came back to mumbai started my college till my third year i had not really read a single marathi book you know from cover to cover maybe the mahabharat by bhadakher or something like that but nothing more now i fell ill with fever once and i could not even gather the strength to walk up to the bookshelf so i picked up a book which was lying next to me as luck would have it it turned out to be a marathi book by the author goni dandekar the book was called kunayakachi bhraman gatha okay it was about the narmada parikrama and it was a fiction i read that whole book in one night and i got a strange epiphany that 
literature in English or in other European languages might be world class and it is but the literature which talks about my environment which talks about people around me which talks about the world that i live in can only be in marathi true and that was a reason that and it shook me out of you know my complacency and i said i have to i have to read marathi and that's how i started reading eventually i became a music composer but i was not acquainted with you know marathi having some problem because i was in a very uh, comfortable bubble in which i was living first jolt came to me in 2005 uh, when the first mumbai festival was held i was i was asked to compose a prayer for uh, that festival the opening of the mumbai festival it was a gala event in uh, on gateway of india the chief minister was supposed to come and just 3 days before the festival the organizers realized that you know they they had crafted the entire event they suddenly realized that there was not a word of marathi in the script mumbai festival the capital of maharashtra so there were english skits and there were hindi songs and even i was supposed to do a hindi song so vijay mehta who was directing the show called me frantically just four five days before the show and said that kaushal we have to do something in marathi that was the first day i realized that in a show of 3 hours marathi gets a uh, stage space only for 5 minutes so what what has happened yeah what has happened to you know don't they realize that there, there there is some native culture here and people should get some and this was like you know you have to do it because it's maharashtra so it started it got me thinking now in 2000 in 2008 i was invited by a radio station by this time private radio stations had mushroomed in mumbai i was invited by a private radio fm station to do a uh, jingle for them some advertising jingle so i had gone to their studios and uh, i finished recording the jingle and as i as the radio jockey as i was packing up you know the radio jockey was sitting in his seat so i thought i would just strike a casual conversation so i asked him why don't you play marathi songs on your channel okay so i had i had basically it was just a casual question his answer wouldn't have mattered to me also in other times but he said it's our policy it took i was taken aback i said you have a policy of not playing marathi songs in the capital of maharashtra what yeah so 
he said, see, it's not a written policy, but it's the policy of our channel not to play songs in Marathi. I said, how do you have a policy of not playing Marathi songs in the capital of Maharashtra when the entire federation of India is based on language? Crazy. Absolutely insane. So I, I was more amused than disgusted with the... So I said, so tell me, you have your stations all over India. Do you have such a policy in any other city that we won't play Tamil songs in Coimbatore? We won't play Bengali songs in Kolkata. We won't play Gujarati songs in Ahmedabad. So <laughs> he smiled and said, no, we don't. So I said, so wow. why, why this special treatment to Mumbai? So he said, Mumbai is cosmopolitan. I said, I agree. Uh, even Bangalore is cosmopolitan. In fact, of, uh, the, the Tamil population of uh, Bangalore is greater than it's more than the Kannada population. But you play Kannada songs in Bangalore. So why? So he said, you know, it's it's just you know mumbai is the commercial capital of india i said see okay let's see you play hindi songs we welcome it okay you also play punjabi songs bulla ki jana mein kaun yeah okay yeah so i said welcome these songs are welcome because maharashtrians have always been welcoming in spite of whatever uh, whatever impression you might have but they have always welcomed in their own way they they have welcomed languages so no problem you play hindi songs you play punjabi songs so i said okay so tell me what is it about punjabi that makes it cosmopolitan but if you play a marathi song that's vernacular no so <laughs> He, he really had no answer. So he, he smiled and he said, you know, I'll tell you, our higher-ups think that if we play a Marathi song on our station, uh, our station will be considered down market. And this time I was scandalized. So I said, are you saying that my mother tongue is down market? There, there are 10, there are over a million, uh, 10 crore, 10, how, how much does that? population abhi to crore ho hai. Yeah, so there are 11 million people who, sa crore, that is uh, billion people who are speaking in Marathi. So are you telling me that? There is no market for this, or it's down market. It's not considered to be hip. So you are very kind. I Marathi me gali deta tha. Ha, no, I, I am, I am. No, and I wanted to understand actually. So what is the? Why has it happened? 
why should a person sitting in delhi feel that marathi is down market has does he have any antagonistic uh, feel, feeling towards marathi i don't think so yahan ek dusre ke sath dosti karne ke liye time nahi hai to itna bear kis liye yaar hmm सही बात है और नहीं और इसको तो थोड़ा अगर हिंदी में प्रकट करना चाहते हो अपनी इमोशंस को तो हिंदी में कर डालो कोई प्रॉब्लम नहीं है मराठी में भी बोल डालो सो आई थॉट यू नो आई केम बैक वेरी कंफ्यूज्ड दैट डे फ्रॉम द रेडियो स्टेशन आई सेड व्हाई मस्ट इट बी हैपनिंग एंड सडनली आई रियलाइज दैट दिस वाज नॉट हैपनिंग ओनली इन द रेडियो स्टेशंस today if you want to go from one place to other you can't go in marathi you have the taxi driver will say kahan chaloge hmm if you say ghere baba zara gaadi bhai kalala he will understand bhai kalala but he will say ha kya the bhai kalala ge sab hindi mein baat karo marathi samajhte nahi hai you can't buy vegetables in marathi <laughs> even in village parle east you can't buy vegetables in marathi so tell me kushal give me a name of any other place where you say that consumer is the king give me any name of any other place where you talk in the language of the seller and not in the language of the consumer you'll find yeah, but- Yeah, yeah, but it's very interesting. I'll tell you what happens with me, especially as Mumbaiers, right? So right. most people, do, so uh, folks in Mumbai, on a lighter note, so right. it's not. Uh, I know a lot of this is happening, but there is some transference on the other side also. So I'll tell you, okay. whenever I used to go to Delhi, na, are so I'll go to a restaurant and <laughs> I was sitting in the restaurant. I'll be like, are kanda la na na, and that uh. guy in North <laughs> India will be like, kanda, kanda, kya hota hai? <laughs> so so it's not that so uh, uh, we don't realize subconsciously a lot of words that we use in our hindi of That's, mumbai it, has, we have digested yeah. marathi words also shakkar shakkar hmm. everybody is using shakkar now people in north are they don't they, they don't really like you saying shakkar so i have been corrected twice or thrice i said shakkar chahiye it comes from sakar so he saying acha aap ka matlab hai chini chahiye aapko Uh, so for, for a marathi person chini means a chinese man why should he get yeah. chinese man so yeah that that happens yeah the transfer happens but if you see that you know what i'll tell you the practical difficulty in this mm. okay you say that consumer is king but you are speaking on in the language of the seller that means you are playing on the seller's turf Mm-hmm. when you are buying so say you are buying vegetables abhi tum tumne kaha are zara to bhopla de so that poor guy from the north he will say kya kya sir kya chahiye are to bhopla so by the time i decide bhopla ko hindi mein kya kehte hain loki kehte hain ya kya kehte hain so by that time he is you know he is the person who is in charge of the conversation now then you will ask him ki baba kiti paise ale then he will say 86 rupya hua sir 
अभी छियासी मतलब सेवेंटी सिक्स है एट्टी सिक्स है एंड आई वॉन्ट टू बार्गे नाउ द टाइम फॉर मी टू कन्वर्ट दैट लैंग्वेज इन टू माई ओन एंड देन बार्गेन ही इज ऑलरेडी रेडी विथ इज नेक्स्ट लाइन सो नो अदर प्लेस अदर देन महाराष्ट्र बिफोर अर्लियर आई थॉट इट वॉज ओनली मुंबई बट दिस थिंग हैज स्प्रेड टू नासिक दिस थिंग हैज स्प्रेड टू पुणे दिस थिंग हैज स्प्रेड टू नागपुर and even these people had a policy of not playing marathi songs so i thought that what can i do you know every time you come and say that no 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 mns should do this and shiv sena should have done this and the ruling party should have done this now the question that haunted me was that what was i doing nothing what can i do i am not an activist i don't think sitting in front of uh, the mantralaya with a banner in my hand is actually going to help what can i do i am a musician i can make a song so i said okay you say marathi is down market fine what is it that you consider up market rehman studio ilai rajas musicians yashraj studio bishwadeep chatterjee who's the best sound engineer arguably the best sound engineer in india today are these people up market okay we'll go and record our song with in rehman studio with ilai rajas musicians we'll ask bishwadeep to design that song we'll record the rhythm in uh, yashraj studio and not one not 10 not 15 not 20 we'll get this song recorded by 300 singers wow we will make biggest song in hindi in the world in marathi and about marathi then you tell us that this is down market so we won't play the song and somehow it just possessed me see there was until then the problem had not entered my doorstep now it had entered my doorstep why because radio is the single most effective medium for any local music to reach its audience absolutely now if my it's not as if the fm radio is going to be seen all over the world right yeah heard all over the world it's going to yeah. the loop of that fm is going to be from here to shahpur from here to khopoli from here to alibag from here to dahanu so and there you say that no no we won't play marathi song your whole audience is marathi i don't i couldn't even see the commercial sense of not playing marathi songs yeah okay so i thought that i will make this song and the only thing that i used to speak at that time was this issue okay my my wife was totally tired of it <laughs> she keeps on speaking only about this and she is from jabalpur maharashtra and from jabalpur so she said 
the problem with you marathis is that you just cry you don't do anything else and that ticked me off i said what do you mean by we don't do anything and what do you mean by you marathi people i said it's your language too and you should feel something about it. she said if i feel something about it i'll do something about it so i said okay we'll make the biggest song in the world in marathi about marathi and then you tell us that this is down market so we at the same time you know one of my friends had come home and she said that i have to change my talk plan so i gave a call to vodafone now this was how the conversation went hello uh, my like talk plan badla sir sorry sir nahi talk plan badla sir सर कृपया आप हिंदी में बात करें या अगर आपको अंग्रेजी आती है तो आप अंग्रेजी में बात कीजिए वी आर नॉट अलाउड टू स्पीक इन मराठी आई सेड अलाउड मुझे सर कृपया आप हिंदी में बात करें या अगर आपको अंग्रेजी आती है तो आप अंग्रेजी में बात कीजिए वी आर नॉट अलाउड टू स्पीक इन मराठी पण तुमचं चेन्नई मध्ये पण तुमची सर्व्हिस आहे तिकडे तुम्ही तमिळमध्येच देता ना भाषा तमिळ भाषेत देता सर्व्हिस मग इथे मराठीत का नाही देत सर कृपया आप हिंदी में बात करें या अगर आपको अंग्रेजी आती है तो आप अंग्रेजी में बात कीजिए वी आर नॉट अलाउड टू स्पीक इन मराठी फायनली ही कट द कॉल आय कॉल्ड अप अगेन अँड दिस टाइम आय रेकॉर्डेड द कॉल फायनली आय रोड ब्लॉग पोस्ट called in defense of marathi okay and i wrote the transcription of this whole dialogue with me and vodafone the newspapers caught it by the time people knew that i was already doing the song and you'll be surprised kushal this was year 2008 the uh, word crowd funding was not known at that time hmm not not so uh, popular yeah at least popular, in, uh, in, yeah. in indian yeah. social media circle in indian social media it was so uh, my friend had come uh, home and she said that this is all very good but where are you going to get the money for doing this so i said see good question there are two if i had the money i would have spent it myself and i would have loved to do that now there are two ways to raise this kind of money if i take a uh, sponsorship for this song but then it will become a commercial venture most probably the sponsor will be a non maharashtrian <laughs> or a person who doesn't know marathi and he will say ye marathi mein marathi ne humko itna kuch diya aur hum usko wapas karna chahte he'll pick in or i'll have to go to one of the political parties and you know take money from in that case the song will become political it also happened that udhav thakre ji called me to shivsena bhavan and he said kaushal you are doing this and you are a artist why are you running door to door i'll give you 11 lakh rupees you know you do this song and get me the song in 6 months and it was a tough decision for me kushal i had no money at that time uddhav thakre sanjay raut subhash desai all three of them were sitting in front of me in chirsena bhavan and you know 
Uddhav ji got his checkbook and pen. Okay. And he said, just tell me the figure, I'll give it to you. So at that time, I had the good sense to say no. So I said, so this, I left it uh, halfway. This girl, this my friend had come to my house and she said, so then how will you do it? I said, people buy Michael Jackson's We Are The World for 500 bucks. Do you think people will trust me if I say, give me 500 bucks and I'll give you the biggest song in the world? So she said, I don't know about other people, but here are my 500 rupees. So she was the first one to give that 500 rupees. And then I realized that this had, this had some, you know, it had this, this, this had some real meaning because if 2000 people give me 500 bucks, I could do this song and 2000 people will play this song in their own homes saying that I did this song or I was a part of it. So, and then I started actually asking people, you know, give me 500 bucks and I'll do this song. So the first one month, there was some resistance, but the question that I was having in my mind was the same question that was playing in other people's minds. So slowly people started, you know, said that, yeah, this, this is one way to go about it. We should do this song. And in the next month, I had 86 people who gave me 500 rupees. It took me one and a quarter years to do this song without doing anything else. So in those one and a quarter years, I did no other commercial venture. And you won't believe it, 1800 people gave 500 bucks and that's how this song was made. So then we went to Rehman studio. We went to Yashraj studio. I asked Vishwadeep Chatterjee to design the song. And I asked all my friends who with whom I had worked, but 112 uh, leading professional singers sang and I said that everywhere I have been saying that you know 300 people will sing now we have got 112 people who are singing let's record a chorus in the end which we'll do in a choir form and so we gave a small press note in Lok Sakta and Maharashtra Times saying that all those of who you who love Marathi language and are willing to give up one weekday of their life for it and can sing to save their life can come to uh, Yashwantra Savan auditorium. So I believe it was a Thursday midweek. So I said, let them make some effort. Anybody who makes that effort of giving one weekday of their life, they are welcome. 10 o'clock we had given the time at 10 there was no person in the auditorium at 10 5 
a lady walked in with a suitcase in her hand. So I welcomed her and I said, yes. So she said, my name is Meena Mukherjee. Have you given this press note? First, I thought she must have lost her way. I said, it's a Marathi song. She said, yes, yes, I have come to sing it. I said, oh, so you are married into a Bengali family. She said, no, I am a Bengali. I said, OK. She said, no, Marathi is my language. And I want to sing this song. Interesting. A Bengali woman comes to sing a Marathi song. Yeah. And you won't believe, after that, 356 people came. Wow. By the time it was 11, we reached every village late everywhere in India. So they came at 11 o'clock, but they came. And you won't believe, there were Punjabis, there were Sindhis, there were Bengalis, there were Malayalis, there were Tamilians. So Narayan Parshuram, who's a friend of mine and who's a leading uh, music composer, Three Brothers and a Violin and Karadi Tales he has done. Mm-hmm. He came to sing in the chorus. Uh, Bengalis, Muslims, Jews, Hindus, Christians, they all came. If you see the list of 356 people who have sung in that song, you'll find a representation of many India. And I was moved to tears when I recorded that chorus of 356. So ultimately, there are over 450 singers who have sung in this song. Wow. You name the singer. So Shankar Mahadevan has sung, Ashwini Bhide Deshpande, Audhud Gupte has sung, Suresh Vadkar, Sadhana Sargam, Devki Pandit, Pandit Satyashil Deshpande has sung, Ashok Pakki has sung, Swapnil Bandodkar, Bela Shende has sung. All people who are singing in Marathi. See, I was clear on one thing, Kushal. Like the first time we talked, you said I am a I am a Marathi. Okay. I am. So for, exactly. So I was quite clear on this fact that a person who feels any kind of who has any kind of fraternal feeling for this language is a Marathi. That's my definition. And this song is also not only for Marathi speaking people. It is a song for everybody who has a mother tongue. Yes. <clears throat> it is for everybody who loves regional language and culture of India. Yes, yes. Even Hindi, I consider it to be a regional language. Yes, So what people see, there are two types of activists, is what I learned in all this period. Because I got I got a love from I got love from all quarters of Marathi activists also in this, you know. So for example, Uddhavji and Shivsena called me and they said that we'll give eleven lakhs. Okay. I have no reason to doubt their uh, intention. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this but I took five hundred bucks from Uddhavji. I took 500 bucks from Raj Thakre also. So, 
people who have contributed it's the only place where you will find uddhav thakre and raj thakre together in that book nice <laughs> <laughs> so, so people from mns gave 500 people from shiv sena gave 500 bjp people gave 500 so congress people gave so everybody came together you know because it was i thought that if your motive is pure and your intention is honest then people will come together of course they will ask questions they will doubt and it's the right you know like lokmanya tilak said swaraj is my birthright and i shall have it actually the motto of the marathi person is that asking questions and doubting is my birthright and i shall have it so and that's he, how it should be in a democracy that, yes it should be so people ask me all kinds of questions all kinds of skeptics also you know gave some sort of contribution to this song ultimately after one and a quarter years so 2008 september was when i had gone to this radio station in 2010 january i had completed this song 27th february is world marathi day we decided to uh, inaugurate the song or publish this song that day and i thought that a song which has so many contributors 1800 people who have contributed 65 musicians 450 singers 12 studios uh 9 studios 12 sound engineers it should not be inaugurated by one person so i thought let's get 15 people who have contributed to some uh field 15 marathi people so if you say photography you remember gautam rajadeksha if you say ventriloquism you remember ramdas patne acting then the senior most actor at that time prabhakar panchikar tabla pandit suresh talwalkar music pandit satyashil deshpande poetry shankar vaidya sir dance uh, asha zogalekar literature vijaybhai rajadeksha economic narendra jadav okay so uh, 15 people from all walks of life who had contributed came and i asked 15 uh, editors of news news channels and uh, marathi media to welcome them on stage so there were 30 people on stage and we thought that 500 or 600 people will attend and we had organized it in a small school in uh, thane and the first day all the passes got sold out and there was i realized that there would, would be many more people to come you won't believe it 8000 people turned up for this event wow for the inauguration of a song we had to book a stadium we booked the dadoji kondev stadium finally wow one week before this i went to big fm and i told the programming officer viplav gupte and i said will you play the biggest song in the world 
So he said, what do you mean by the weakest song? I said, 450 singers have sung this. He said, okay, who? So I told him the names. He said, okay, we'll play this song. He said, but I said, there is a problem. This song is in Marathi and you have a policy of not playing Marathi songs. <laughs> so there was a two second pause and he said, we don't have such a policy. So I said, but, uh, but do you play Marathi songs? You might not have a written policy. Nobody can have a written policy like this. It would be unconstitutional. But do you have, do you play Marathi songs? So he said, no, we don't. So I said, then why don't you? Actually, he said, no, no, we, we have a show. It was a Sunday morning show. Or so I said, why don't you play this song? The Because of the publicity it got the next day, you know, all the news channels, all the newspapers published this photograph of 30 people inaugurating songs on their front page. Suddenly, the whole thing got traction. Then the political parties jumped in, then the Shiv Sena jumped in, then the MNS jumped in, and suddenly it got traction. But 27th February 2010, the song was released. La Bhale Amha Sabha Ke to Marathi, a song written by Suresh Bhatt. And he wrote this song in the Sanyukta Maharashtra movement. Mm -hmm. Because Maharashtra did not come free of cost to the Maharashtrians. Yeah. 106 people laid their lives. You know, today you drive around Hutatma Chauk not knowing why it is called Hutatma Chauk. Yeah. Most people don't know the people, history. Yeah. 106 people died for the state of Maharashtra. Especially for Mumbai. Especially for Mumbai. Mumbai, Saha, Maharashtra, Talats, Paiji. All the political parties had. At that time, Suresh Bhatt had written this piece of poetry, which I had composed and then made it into a song. And finally, 27th February 2000 song, uh, 2010, this song released. 28th February, 7 o'clock in the morning, this song was played on Big FM. And since then, Marathi songs started playing regularly on the radio stations in Mumbai. After that, not just did they play the songs, they also started this these awards for Marathi songs. It's been nice. 11 years today. They are still playing Marathi songs. They still hold awards for Marathi songs. So Radio Mirchi has song uh, marathi song awards big fm has marathi song awards so things changed after that you know uh, i i totally agree with you so so kaushal now we have many questions from the live viewers i have to take their questions because uh, i think we won't be doing justice to them so uh, yeah. i'm going to mix a few questions now so tanmay kulkarni has asked do you think hindi cinema and marathi cinema complement each other lately there has been an influx of finance from hindi cinema into marathi cinema leading to better production quality coming out of the from the industry so what he's trying to say is that isn't it beautiful that uh, in a way, Hindi cinema now, in terms of monetary incentives, has now benefited Marathi cinema. Is that is that the case? Uh, see, that that is 
there are two ways to look at it and i am glad that tanmay is looking at it in a very positive light till now the fact that the hindi film industry was there in maharashtra was actually detrimental to marathi cinema because we had a big problem of getting theaters mhm the and like i told you you know the media all the media is owned by non marathi people mhm so i am not saying that they they are against marathi mm-hmm. but that natural affinity that you have towards own your own mother tongue is not there and they always thought for some reason that it did not make commercial sense mhm okay i don't know why because now as tanmay says that now people from hindi film industry are investing so priyanka chopra recently uh, she produced a marathi film called ventilator nitin desai produced two marathi films called bangdan darwa for which i did the music and ajinta so people who had worked in hindi films who were either marathi or they were not marathians they jumped in and they now they are seeing marathi cinema as a real good commercial prospect which is a good thing yeah so that that change is most welcome and even you know there, there is a sort of uh, uh, realization and a maturity that has set in after so many years so i should say that we are there at the right time in the right place because people understand that certain stories can be told only in that certain language true true you know after the lockdown if you see lot of people have started consuming uh, uh, films which are regional mm-hmm. lot of marathi people are seeing films which are malayali malayali films yeah lot of them are seeing or yeah uh i i did a film recently called photo frame which is up on amazon mm-hmm. now it's being consumed by uh, people from other languages like nobody's business yeah and they are loving the film so and that's a story that can be told in marathi that's the whole charm of it because suddenly it becomes real when you uh, put it in a regional context even if you see the hindi films these days they are set in bareilly or they are set in you know they they are given earlier in the 70s and the 80s it was all generic true so they had i one saksena one sharma one gupta so generic surnames which would be acceptable to a large population or we were used to it so they, there was they avoided that you know specific regional uh, uh, context to characters to stories yep this thing started now after the advent of social media the internet so now people are actually so it's a good thing for marathi film also people from other uh, no so so i'll give you an example like bahubali came right so yeah. i'm not saying people did not watch bahubali in hindi they did 
बट आई नो लॉर्ड ऑफ पीपल हु प्रिफर्ड टू वॉच बाहुबली इन द नेटिव लैंग्वेज और उन्होंने क्या किया उन्होंने नीचे सब लगा दिए उन्होंने बोला कि हमको वो जो एक्सपीरियंस चाहिए था ना हम सब पढ़ लेंगे मगर हमको एक्सपीरियंस चाहिए था कि वो अपनी भाषा में बोल रहे हैं I know a lot of people who don't understand yeah, yeah. a word in that language have done that with Bahubali. They wanted in, to get the complete experience. In my college days, when I didn't understand a word of Tamil, I used to go to Matunga, Arora talkies, and watch Tamil films. In spite of no subtitles, and so Roja, I watched in Tamil. I remember, and when I watched it, watched it in Hindi, I thought that scene where you know she goes to Kashmir. and she has to communicate with the politician and she has uh she has a friend by her side who in the tamil he translates her tamil into uh hindi because she does not understand hindi that scene lost its significance when the film was dubbed in hindi hmm because she is also speaking in hindi India and he's translating. The translator is also speaking in Hindi. Yeah, and, it makes uh, no sense. Yeah, so so certain stories it makes sense to tell in that regional language, and I'm glad that people are actually discovering the beauty of Marathi. Marathi is actually not such a difficult language to. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's not a very difficult. So somebody has asked a very specific question. So uh, you don't yeah. have to answer it if you don't know it. But this is interesting, and maybe somebody I I can dig it up later on. Why did Marathi move away from the Modi Modi script? Uh, so that script is totally gone for people who I mean they, I think this was from the Nagari family of scripts, right? Yeah, and, it was. Uh, it was yeah. the Balbo. Uh, I think it was the Balbod style uh, of Devanagari script. yeah yeah it was and uh, i think that i don't know the reason so i'm i'm not really qualified to answer that sure sure uh, so i just wanted to leave that uh, yeah, lab yeah, uh, on yeah. the record because yeah, yeah it's a very, very interesting question somebody has appreciated you so i have to read it out so aditya jayawan says thanks to koshal for making natya sangeet sound cool in the movie balagandharva phenomenal work redefining natya sangeet for the new generation so so i i guess you have people who who definitely have checked out your work so uh, uh, one more thing uh, so this is interesting so uh, somebody has said that so you know language i'll connect it to something that you said when you were talking about how you know christians muslims hindus they come yeah. together when it comes to uh, the language because the medium of communication somehow becomes uh, yeah. the language itself so do you think in that way also regional language can be very um, very useful because there is a see whether we like it or not india does have religious strife where we don't want to talk about it we can avoid it but the point is it's there it's yeah. there but yeah. but do you think in a way regional languages can help that see i'll tell you uh, and i don't say this in any demeaning way so please don't get me wrong but i see a distinct difference between a marathi christian or a marathi muslim and a muslim coming from up i'm being very honest i see a difference because a a muslim born and raised in maharashtra who speaks marathi is just a marathi and he understands the culture of the state and he blends much better do you think knowing the language helps us even overcome cover you know overcoming our religious differences in a way see there is there is a reason why hamid dalwai became possible in the soil of maharashtra hamid dalwai was a progressive muslim 
and he established the Muslim Satyashodhan Samaj. Okay, a liberal, a secular worked for uh, you know to worked a lot to get the ills of uh, what the Muslim community was uh, facing at that time, and he worked a lot. Uh, he worked lot on illiteracy and the hardline uh, Muslim uh, ideology. Okay, so even if you see today, uh, there are a lot of Muslim writers in uh, Marathi or even Christian writers who uh, they get, they, they are extremely rooted in the uh, Marathi culture and so also uh, that you can say the Indic culture. Okay. Sure. So I, I had a, a girl uh, who sings coming in from Vasai. Okay. Mm -hmm. A Christian girl. Okay. The first thing she did when she come home was she touched my feet. Okay. Young girl who wanted to you know learn from me and so I was quite taken aback because Christians won't touch your feet. But this was a Marathi Christian. So that that religion did not come in the way of, uh, you know, her following an Indic uh, tradition. The credit must be given to Marathi. Okay. Yeah, I, I, arch, I, I, I do agree. Archbishop of Marathi, uh, Archbishop of Vasai, uh, a church of Vasai, he had told me that he was on a committee of, uh, uh, you know, all this, uh, what do you call, interfaith uh, harmony of the Vatican. And he told the Pope that the most beautiful prayer that exists in any language exists in Marathi, the one written by Nyaneshwar. In which Dhaneshwar calls for happiness to every living organism. So he said that's the best prayer. And so what, what I want to say here is that, you know, why should we speak? Why should people of other languages who live in Maharashtra should even bother to learn Marathi? Or people from Maharashtra who live in Maharashtra, who are Maharashtrians, why should they learn Marathi? So I, I was telling you, you know, that I was called by Xavier's College, uh, students of Xavier's College to inaugurate there. So they said that, will you speak in English? Because we don't have a lot of people who a uh, lot of students who can understand Marathi. So I was going there to inaugurate their Marathi association, but I was asked to speak in English. Now, anybody in my position would have said, no, no, if you are serious, you know, I'll speak in Marathi. But I thought that this was a good opportunity. So what I told them basically was, you know, you don't have to speak speak in Marathi or have be a little uh, antagonistic to Marathi just because you don't like certain political leaders who take up uh, the 
flag of Marathi in their hands. But because it's politics, wherever there is space, politicians are going to be there. Okay. But why should you speak in Marathi? I'll give you a reason. So take some phrases in English language. Okay. Sachin, Sachin Tendulkar was riding on a wave of popularity. I uploaded some photographs on my website and I downloaded an email. I uh, I was surfing channels. So where where is this language coming from? It's it's coming from the sea and it's coming from shipbuilding. Surfing channels. Mm -hmm. Uploading, downloading, riding on a wave. Now a person who has been brought born and brought up in say Ahmadnagar who has not even seen the sea first hand mm -hmm. is going to use this language. Mm -hmm. It's like living on borrowed experience. He will say Sachin Tendulkar was riding on a wave of popularity, but he doesn't know what riding on a wave means because the language originated where you have seen the wild uh, behavior of the sea where you have seen waves which rise up to two and three stories. So it, you know what riding on a wave. When a person from Aurangabad or Pune uses riding on a wave, he really doesn't know. And where does our language come from? So Marathi take up, where the crop grows, it can't be sold. Okay, Dangal Zaliani Afwansa Pikala. There was a crop of rumors. Okay, our language springs from what we have seen, it springs from our own experience. We have seen agriculture as you know our mainstay of occupations. Our language springs from there. We talk what we eat, we talk what we see. So Marathi madhe afwan sa pi ke ta, pan Hindi mein afwan ki baad hati hai. Hmm. So That's interesting. Mean, so, uh, you know, that is the reason why you should speak the language where you are living in because it keeps you rooted. It keeps you rooted to the people. It's the same thing that, you know, I heard, I, uh, I realized when I read uh, Goni Dandikar's novel that people uh, you'll find the best literature in other languages of the world but you'll find the only your mother tongue or your language speaking about your own environment the people that you see every day and the people you relate to so you have to know it because it keeps you rooted, it keeps you sane and it makes you, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel if you know your own language because you are, you have the option and you have the access to the collective wisdom of people who have lived before you and mm -hmm. they have in the same environment, in the same topography. They have seen the same soil, they have seen the same climate. So why 
why do you have to shift to some other language it's good to learn languages no doubt about it it increases your uh, the expanse that you see it gives you uh, the option of lateral thinking but your own mother tongue or the language where you are living it's always a good idea to learn it it always it's always a good idea to know it now the senselessness of politicization and the dumbing down of this problem has been done for centuries like you know this uh, some radio jockey after i did the marathi abhiman git asked me so do you believe that mumbai belongs to everybody are you saying that mumbai belongs only to the maharashtrians i said so see that's a dumb question because i i believe that mumbai belongs to everybody okay so that mumbai belongs to everybody then why can't marathi belong to everybody you want mumbai to belong to everybody granted but it's a package deal if, we, if mumbai belongs to everybody what's the problem of marathi why are you refusing to play marathi songs simply because you say that you think that they are down market so that you we are riddled with prejudices and not only that I, i i would like to add something over here um, i'll i'll give you an example see the history of mumbai is a slightly complex scenario where uh, let's take the history of mumbai see mumbai not only has had a great history of marathi speaking people mumbai has also had a great history of people who spoke gujarati now the in fact if people look at the language of mumbai it's slightly different the marathi spoken in mumbai is very different from the marathi spoken in pune in fact we have a mini war in maharashtra where you know punekars always say you know our marathi is more shuddha and our marathi is better so we've always had that case so so language is a complex issue like in the case of mumbai i think the culture of mumbai is not just the marathi speaking culture it is the culture of speaking gujarati too it is the culture of speaking other languages too so so i i, I would say that uh, uh, but when we talk about the culture of mumbai marathi bhasha is a part of the culture of mumbai so to say that you know you can't uh, to say that speaking marathi is an imposition itself is a wrong thing but what what has happened in my view kaushal a uh, kaushal you can switch off your video it's not a big deal it keeps going on yeah, and off yeah. so you, you can just press the stop cam because we're anyways in the latter half of the video yeah. so so, okay. so what happens yeah so what happens here is that uh, you know in in linguistic chauvinism comes in uh, you see what i'm trying to say and uh, whenever something is polit see the beauty of what you did was when when the shivasena or any other political outfit asked to take over your issue you refused to take the money because you knew the moment you would taken at you would have taken their money you would have become uh, you know and or you would have been enslaved to that ideology or that idea and you would have said nahi uh, abhi to mujhe ye jo bolte hain wohi karna padega you know whatever they say we will have to follow but in your case to your credit you refused to take or accept any kind of donation other than the 500 rupees that everybody else was going to give uh, <laughs> 
from the politicians. So you you stood up for Marathi, but how do we deal with the problem of linguistic chauvinism? Because it does exist in India, right? I mean, you do have this problem of linguistic chauvinism, and 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 I think this could be the last section. Then you know before we wrap things up. Yeah, uh, that that is linguistic chauvinism in my experience, and this is my experience only. That it also emerges from a sense of inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. It emerges from a sense of insecurity. So, in our building, we cricket khelte the. So, we had this boy who every time he used to become, uh, you know, he so people used to run him out. He he used to go home crying. Okay, so every time he used to run away with the bat. That is what happens in case of linguistic chauvinism. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, this that is what happens in case of linguistic chauvinism. It emerges through a lot of insecurity and... Uh, uh, sort of uh, an inferiority complex. Now, you think that somebody else is going to take your piece of cake. And the only way is not to let them. But in that case, in a city like Mumbai, which is a city of opportunities, you you are a part of a union. You are a part of a federation. You have got some federal rights. But by the constitution, virtue of the constitution itself, you are not going to able to stop people from coming in. They will be coming in. And people come in, they start speaking their own language. They start practicing their own culture. People from that community will come together. They will start having associations. What happens with chauvinism is that you force them to, you know, and you, I, I think it has a detrimental effect after, after some time. It's, it's my experience that it has been. Yes, I am not, uh, I, not denying the uh, space of Raj Akre or Shiv Sena as, as, you know, holding the banner of Marathi politically, because there has to be someone who to do that. Okay, there has to be some because see, I'll tell you frankly, in Mumbai, the Maharashtrians don't have real estate. They don't have the media in their hands. So how are they supposed to fight for their rights? There is only one platform for them. That is political platform. And that is where people like MNS and Shiv Sena, they find their breeding grounds. I am not saying that it's bad. I am only saying that if you are self-assured, then you won't need this. And True. Also that the fact that the center of power should always be with people. Not I, I don't want to outsource the dignity of my language to a political party. That's very well said. I want to do it myself. And that that is why I chose a song, Kushal, because see, it 
like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly you give any problem to a music composer it's going to turn into a song it's it's a, a wrong notion to think that music is just a means of entertainment it's not the par extends beyond entertainment True. you touch lives beyond entertainment you it becomes a tool of change you know most political uh, movements across the world have actually realized the importance of arts mm-hmm. because i'll t- okay i'll tell you a simple thing that you know when you watch a film what you actually understand that entire understanding cannot be articulated in language okay so what does what do arts like music and literature even though they use words and language as their method of, of uh, communicating they actually are much more sublime in their communication especially music mm-hmm. okay so you can you can give a lot of slogans but marathi abhiman geet i know has become an anthem for people who don't even live in india for example 2 years back it was marathi abhiman geet was played in the on the eve of oscar award ceremony in hollywood where they have a fashion show of the red carpet attire because one of the leading uh, fashion designers in beverly hills is a man by the name of shekhar rahate mm-hmm. when he heard the song he was moved and he thought hol- models from hollywood should walk the ramp on this song nice good you know see it it moves beyond entertainment it moves even beyond the language itself it that is a part of the arts especially music so i feel that no marathi person and it's there inherently actually in marathi people i don't know why what has gone wrong in these 40 years because the sanyukta maharashtra movement when nehru and morarji uh, uh, desai refused to give mumbai to maharashtra and they refused to give maharashtra to the marathi speaking people it was such a big political movement where all people across party lines came together where common people came together now if you if you are aware you know eternal vigilance is the watchdog of liberty it's the same thing about language you mm-hmm. have to take your own responsibility if you are a citizen in a democratic country whatever value you hold dear to is your own responsibility true first and then 
you can make use of the politicians to get what you want but this question of language chauvinism comes out of inferiority complex out of a uh, out of insecurity and out of a feeling that i won't be able to do anything about it maybe it could be i think it, it is a multifaceted issue i believe that um uh, yeah talking... so this 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 is especially about maharashtra mm-hmm. and something that i've seen you know yeah i, I agree or maybe right, it's also, not there in tamil nadu no i guess it is there i understand that the, the the insecurity is there but i guess there are multiple factors look politicians are always going to exploit fault lines that is the job of a politician Absolutely. a politician if there is a fault line the politician is going to exploit it is what i can say but uh, but uh, kaushal we've been uh, speaking now for almost 2 hours so i guess we'll yeah. wrap today's discussion up so before i ra- wrap up today's discussion so uh, if somebody let's say somebody who's not living in maharashtra and they want to say okay i've heard this podcast kaushal now give me a, a base level you know introduction where i can go and enjoy say marathi culture so what would you recommend to them and then we can wrap up today's discussion okay the first thing is that you can start with marathi cinema which i feel is a great ambassador for the language today so watch photo prem watch the disciple uh on watch the film called deul watch film uh, watch bal gandharva it's an excellent case for marathi natya sangeet marathi culture marathi language so marathi cinema is one thing marathi theater is extremely rich so watch out for marathi theater if especially it comes to your part of the world and it does because marathi theater because of this lockdown and all we have been living in this but till that cinema is a good idea marathi music is extremely rich for example i did a podcast for uh, uh, indic today on geet ramayan so there in marathi bhava sangeet some phenomenal work has been done if you like music then do listen to marathi music so that is what i can say that that's that's a good way to begin marathi cinema is definitely a good way to begin brilliant brilliant i i, I would recommend i i'll tell you uh... कौन सी पिक्चर थी वो आई फॉरगॉट द नेम एग्जैक्टली मी शिवाजी राजे बोलतो है मी शिवाजी राजे भोसले बोलतो है भोसले बोलतो है या दैट दैट वाज दैट वाज एंड देयर वाज अनदर मूवी आई फॉरगॉट द नेम फ्रॉम नर्स है नाम था नट सम्राट और समथिंग नट सम्राट या या सो नट सम्राट इज अ प्ले या बेस्ड ऑन किंग लियर बट इफ यू रीड द प्ले इट्स बीन सो इट्स एडॅप्टेड सो वेल इनटू मराठी दैट it's it's got a cult status of its own and not just in marathi it's been translated in many yep. other languages and uh, recently mahesh manjrekar made a film into it starring nana patekar yeah i i saw the movie and i yeah. i think that was one of the finest movies i've seen all right guys i think we'll wrap today's discussion up but uh, before we wrap it up i uh, once again kaushal thanks for coming uh, on the podcast uh, this was long overdue and uh, i'm actually really grateful to you for coming and uh, doing what you have done for um, uh, 
you know marathi bhasha marathi culture uh, and i give wish you all the success and happiness and all power to you and i hope you keep speaking up for marathi like this uh, all the time okay so uh, before you know i leave and it's a i'm going to take advantage of your uh, <laughs> superb uh, base of your listeners sure uh, sure sure you know i run an ngo called marathi asmita cultural foundation yeah yeah please okay. we work for the language uh, for especially for marathi but and i urge people from all languages to you know just uh, have a look at our work and contribute also i am doing a project based on marathi poetry classical poetry so we are going to record marathi classical poetry from kavi keshav sut to kavi nadho mahanur who is a contemporary poet and we are going to record it in the world's best technology so we are going to record the poetry prutvisa premgeet by kusumagraj in czechoslovakia with 100 uh, piece orchestra and we require your support this is not just financial support we requires your support in you know spreading the word you could start with seeing marathi abhiman geet on youtube it's there up there on youtube and you know just keep in touch with i am there on twitter and facebook and you know just keep in touch and just spread the word and you know have us in your thoughts and prayers that's also a good way to begin oh and no thanks, not Kushal. just no 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 you don't need to thank me kaushal but i would like to say this on behalf of kaushal he has done brilliant work so guys what i have done is kaushal has his own website i have given the link of his website in the description of the podcast so it doesn't matter if you're watching this video version right now or you're going to be watching the audio only version later on which i'm going to extract and edit and upload it on spotify itunes and all the portals you can go on the website all the details of the work kaushal does are on his website so please go there and support these kinds of uh you know projects look at the end of the day i've said it many times the beauty of india is its cultural diversity cultural diversity in india stems from india's linguistic diversity if we don't save the languages we don't save the culture so stop whining and start doing something and if you can't do it yourself at least support the people like kaushal who are doing it because you have no excuses and i'll leave you with this line by someone i enjoyed thoroughly he was pula deshpande so you know pula deshpande <laughs> once said something very beautiful in marathi he said manasache case gelele asle tari chaltil pan manusa geleli case asu naye i'm not going to transfer <laughs> translate this for you in english almost i refuse <laughs> i refuse to translate this in english this is one of the finest lines i've written marathi bhasha i mean pula deshpande he was the king of satire he had his own yeah. way he had his own style of you know punching and hitting you where it hurts the most yeah. he was a fantastic writer a great great son of this soil and always remember I always say this I'm 33% Maharashtrian 33% Gujarati 33% Punjabi and 1% North American also because I have North American connections it is not a crime 
celebrating your regional language is not a crime celebrating every indian language is good and because i like marathi does not mean i have to hate hindi god damn it that is also my language i will celebrate hindi i will celebrate marathi i have got nothing against urdu either now you can outrage all you want to outrage i'll celebrate that too linguistic diversity is beautiful enjoy your culture enjoy your language and and as far as i'm concerned i am going to discuss every state in this country every language in this country i'll get gujarati experts on i'll get tamil experts on kannadigas you can get people all the way from northern india to discuss punjabi culture kashmiri language culture there are so many things we can discuss this is how you celebrate diversity chuck linguistic chauvinism you love your language doesn't mean you hate the other my one of my favorite languages i don't understand it at all i have to read translations all the time is tamil i mean the works written in tamil are beautiful and i feel like i miss out on so much because i can't understand the language so every time i have to read the translation because i know when i read marathi literature because i understand it i enjoy it more when i read punjabi literature i understand it i enjoy it more i understand hindi more i i i can get gujarati too because you know when you're raised in mumbai you kind of get gujarati too because this was a mixed culture right mumbai culture is in that way slightly unique it is a mix of marathi gujarati and now hindi speaking culture too so it's it's beautiful so do not hate one for the other because remember one thing you know the one culture that is dying in india and it is a major language of india and i'll tell you and i'll leave you on a slightly sad note it is sindhi i know they have sindhi sangat i know they have their tv channel but look at what's happening to the second generation third generation onwards of sindhis because they did not have a state they were scattered all over india look what's happening to sindhi language i know so many of my sindhi friends whose children don't speak sindhi now i in my own case i would not speak punjabi my parents would speak in hindi with me but i made a point that i'll read punjabi so at least i know the literature and i know bullesha like the back of my hand now or maybe shiv kumar batalvi or varisha damodar das agarwal so many punjabi poets but the point is learn to enjoy your linguistic and cultural diversity of this country i leave you guys with that thought once again go in the description of the podcast check out koshal's uh, website and if you like what i am doing here on the podcast please become a member on youtube or subscribe on patreon or you can send direct donations to upi and by the chavak podcast merch i try my best to talk about topics that nobody wants to talk about in the podcasting world and i take a lot of pride in that i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care goodbye